Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Bridget Spackman. And Michelle Emerson, and we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. Today's episode is the next installment all about our favorite digital tools for time management, organization, and productivity. Today, we are sharing the what, why, and how for teachers when it comes to Google Tasks. I love Google Tasks, but first, let's hear a TSH from Madison. Madison says, my biggest TSH is working on one task until it is completely finished, rather than taking a break from a big task to work on smaller ones. I don't get as much done because of it. Yeah, breaking down tasks into smaller, more manageable to-dos will really help with making sure that you're moving forward with those large goals, but also ensuring that you're working on your daily tasks that just need to be done. It can be really easy to get super focused on a big project, but meanwhile, everything else is still moving around you. So this episode is hopefully going to help you with that. Bridget is exactly right. One of my favorite digital tools for breaking down tasks into smaller to-dos and keeping track of what I've done and what I still need to do is Google Tasks. See y'all, we picked this TSH for a reason. Yes, Google Tasks is a digital tool that we have mentioned on our podcast many times before. So today we're going to break it down and explain what it is, why we think you should be using it, and how it works in relation to teaching. I love Google Tasks lately. It is it is by far my favorite. I've embraced it. I'm going to take credit for this love because I'm pretty sure I was the one that introduced you to it. Am I right you or did. am I right? You did. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Now, I have loved making to-do lists ever since I was a kid. When I was in college, I started exploring options for digital to-do lists. I have tried a lot of different websites, some of them paid, but Google Tasks is honestly my favorite because not only is it free, which is my favorite number, but it's also super user-friendly and like easy to start using. Yeah, so let's go ahead and jump into the what. Google Tasks is a free Google application connected to your Google account that allows you to create various checklists. Yes, it is that simple, guys. It is literally an app to create lists, but there are so many reasons why we love it. Yeah, so let's jump into the why. First of all, we already said it's free. And again, as teachers, we don't need to be unnecessarily spending money on things. So we are all for the free apps. But it is also connected to your Google account, which means that you can very easily access it on different devices. I'm gonna come back to that in a minute, but just know that just like some of the other ones that we've mentioned, so Google Keep and Gmail, like they're all connected together. You don't have to worry about like saving, it's all automatically there. And it also has just a very simple design. It's one of those apps that you can open up and immediately start using. You don't have to watch like five tutorial videos to figure out where the button is that you need. Like it's very intuitive and user-friendly. Yeah, one of the reasons why I personally love that as well. But you can also create as many lists as you want, which we have a lot of different areas in our lives. And so to help kind of organize that, we can create multiple types of lists. And kind of spoiler alert, we're going to be talking about how we use it a little bit later on. And we're going to go into details of how you can very easily start to implement it and creating some of those lists to kind of help get you started. 
Um, you can also create tasks and subtasks. Guys, this is such a big one. And one of the reasons why I love it for projects is that underneath this big task, maybe it's going to be your project. You can break that project further down using these subtasks. Uh, another really great reason why we love this is that you can check off items um, and they don't necessarily disappear which is really nice because sometimes I have a habit where I will check it off and I'm like, oops, I didn't mean to do that. And instead of having to have it disappear, you can go back into your completed item and then um, make it appear back in at your actual list. And then finally, it's really, really easy to move items from one list to another, which we're going to talk a lot about in a little bit. Yeah, that's something I think we had brought it up in the episode all about Google Keep. And I said mm -hmm. that that's the one thing I feel like Google Keep is missing, the fact that you can't easily move items from list to list. That part of Google Tasks is what makes it so, so good for keeping those tasks organized because Bridget and I, you know, we preach a lot about like a power list and a weekly to-do list so you can easily move items from one list to another. I already mentioned about how since it is connected to your Google account, you can easily access it on different devices. So you can actually access Google Tasks on a computer, a tablet, or a phone. Now, here's where things get like a little bit kind of complicated. There is no actual website for it. So we previously have talked about Google Keep. And if you go to keep.google.com, it brings up the web page. If you go to tasks.google.com, you're going to get an error page. Like there is not a website for it. I can see Google changing that in the future, but at least at this time, which we are recording this on July 11th, 2021, there is no website for it. But you are still able to access it a few different ways. So first of all, there is the sidebar. If you are within either Gmail, I'm doing this from memory, y'all. That's why I'm like kind of pausing for a second. So Gmail, Google Drive, or any of the Google applications like a Google Doc, Google Sheet, or Google Slides, there is a sidebar. And we're gonna talk a little bit about that later on. But in that sidebar, you will see the little icon for Google Tasks, which is a blue circle with a white line. It kind of looks like a piece of chalk and a little yellow dot. So you can access it on a computer from that sidebar or you can actually access it on your phone using the app. So there is a Google Tasks application that you can get on your tablet or your phone. And a little bonus fact, there is actually a Google Chrome extension that will allow you to view it in a full screen as if it were a website, because there's not a website, I already mentioned that. So you can actually get that Google Chrome extension and have it opened up in the full screen and just pretend that it's a website. Yes, but we're going to be talking about how to use it with a sidebar. And then we're also going to mention an app for um, how you go about the steps for creating your task list. So I'm going to jump into sidebar. I feel like the sidebar is life. Sidebar in, is life. <laughs> a sidebar is life when it comes to Google Drive. Like I use this religiously now. And it's something that, again, I think with everything that we talk about, you have to build that habit with, right? Yep. And so if you're new to Google Tasks and you're like, well, I've tried to use it before and I just can't dive into it. I think you really have to consistently really push yourself to build and form that habit in order to make it work well for you. So just kind of keep that in mind as we talk about this. All right. So if you are new to Google 
Google Tasks, here's how you're going to access it from your sidebar. So from Google Drive, Gmail, or a Google application such as Google Docs, you will see a sidebar on the right side of your screen. Now, if you don't see it, just click the arrow in the bottom right-hand corner. Google Tasks icon is a blue circle with a white line that looks like a chalk and a yellow dot. Click the icon and it will pop up out of the sidebar even further. So it's like a, a just a really long rectangle that kind of comes out. If you're using this for the first time, click the blue get started button. At the top, you will see a drop down arrow. Once you click the arrow, you can create a new list. Type the name of the list and then click done. To add tasks, click the blue add a task button and type your task. You can add optional details or a due date. To add a subtask, click the three dots on the right side of a task you have already created. Click add a subtask and type your subtask. You can order your tasks by hovering over a task until it turns gray and then clicking and dragging it where you want it to be. You will see a blue line where it's going to be placed. You can move items from list to list by clicking the three dots on the right side of the task and then selecting the list that you wanna move it to. Now, obviously you can click the circle next to the task to check it off. You can customize your list by clicking the three dots next to the blue add task button at the top. You can sort by my order or date. You can rename or delete the list. You can delete the completed tasks. You can view keyboard shortcuts. You can copy reminders to tasks and you can switch between lists by clicking the drop down on the top where the name of the current list is. It's very, very intuitive and very simple, which is why I love it. And keep in mind, when you listen to a podcast, you are in control. So if you listen to that and you're like, wait, what? Yeah. You can just go back, hit the little button where it takes you back by like 30 seconds a couple times. You can go back and re-listen. You also can change the speed of podcasts. So you can slow it down to like 0.5 speed slow. if necessary. In whale talk. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that, Bridget. You're welcome. <laughs> I just wanted to add some humor to it. <laughs> I but yes, now, the pause button is your best friend in this episode. <laughs> yes, definitely. I am now going to talk about how to access, ac access. Wow. Words are hard. How to access Google. I'm still saying it wrong because there's like access and access, like accessible. Anyway, how you can get to Google tasks from the app. <laughs> First of all, you need to download the app from the app store. It's called Google tasks and it is free. Once you open the app, you can create a list by clicking the three horizontal lines in the bottom left corner and then clicking create new list. So it's just a little bit different than the sidebar. You're gonna enter your list title and click done. You can then add tasks to your list by clicking the plus sign in the middle of the bottom of the app. Go ahead and type your task. You can add details if necessary by clicking the three lines icon on the left side, or you can add a date or time by clicking the calendar icon. Once you're done customizing it, go ahead and click save. If you want a task to be a subtask, you're going to hold your finger down on the task, like actually put your finger on the screen, hold it down, and then you can drag your finger to the right. It's going to 
indent that task under the previous item, so it will become a subtask. You can also rearrange tasks by, again, holding your finger down on the task and then dragging it up or down. You can then move items from list to list by actually clicking on the task and then changing the list from the dropdown at the top. Once again, you can check off items by just clicking the little circle next to the task, and you can always view your completed items by clicking the dropdown next to completed at the bottom of your list. Just like Bridget described in the sidebar, you can customize your list by clicking the three dots in the bottom right corner. This allows you to sort by my order or date. This allows you to rename or delete the list. You can delete the completed tasks. You can copy reminders to tasks and you can then switch between lists by clicking the horizontal lines in the bottom left corner. I feel like if somebody from Google is listening to this podcast, because we are just that amazing, I feel like we need we we need a feature for my watch for my Google tasks. Yes, yes, guys, yes. yes. It's like the only downside is they don't have something for my watch. How dare they? All right, so we're gonna move into how we actually use it. Now, this is the good stuff, and I feel like this is the part that I'm most excited about. So if you've been listening to us for a while, that we've recommended creating three broad lists that will help you in prioritizing your tasks and maintaining a record of what you want to accomplish. The first category should be titled things to do this month. And now Michelle and I, we liked all caps our title, like our list titles, because that's just the way we are. And in this category, you're going to list out all of the projects or small tasks that you would like to accomplish. Under a project, use the subtask feature to break it down into more manageable tasks that you can move. Try and refrain from using this as a brain dump. This should be all of the items that you would like to accomplish within this month. And then if you need to, you can always create a separate list that focuses on future goals that you can pull from in order to help you out. The second category is your things to do this week. At the beginning of each week, you will reference your things to do this month. And then you're gonna move over tasks that will that you would like to accomplish. This is gonna to help to keep you moving forward in your goals and also keep you focused. You can use the move feature that we mentioned to create your to-do list for the week. And then the final category is gonna be your power list. Now, this is what will change daily. Your power list can determine be determined the night before or the morning of. Find whatever works best for you. You will reference your things to do this week list and then move things over into your tasks that you want to complete that specific day. Now, keep in mind, you do not want to overload yourself. Try to move only like two items from your things to do this week list. And then this will allow pop-up tasks to have a place as you need to do them. Wow. That was like magic to my ears. (laughs) It was great. I really, really love this system. I use it wholeheartedly. And I even have like a summer projects list that I have been pulling from. And it's like I started it in the spring. And so I started kind of creating like here are all the things that I need to do over the summer. And then every month it's like a routine. At the beginning of the month, I like pull things over to create my here's what I'm going to do this month. And then I kind of create my week and my daily list. And it just, it feels so good. I feel like it sounds overwhelming, but when you actually start to implement it, you realize like, oh, this actually isn't hard. It's very easy to use and very easy to like maintain over time because it's not super overwhelming. Yeah. 
Now, you can always create lists for special projects that you have going on at that time. So for example, when I was wedding planning, I actually created a list on Google Tasks all about my wedding. And then I now have one all about my house because we have a million house projects yep. going on. Yep. But you are able to adapt this to really fit your needs. But that is it for the what, why, and how for teachers when it comes to Google Tasks. So we really hope you enjoyed this episode. Yeah, a really short, sweet, simple, to the point episode, just like the way Google Task works. I feel like it kind of matches. <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Head over to teachingonthedouble.com. That's our website to submit your TSH. What is your time sucking hurdle right now? We want to know as we're getting into the beginning of the school year, what is sucking up all of your time? <laughs> um, be sure to also subscribe to the podcast so that you can get notified when we drop our next episode, which is on Thursday mornings. And we would also love you so much if you would leave us a review over on iTunes. It really does help to get into the ears of so many other teachers out there. Plus, we also just like to hear from you. We want to know your thoughts about us. So be nice. Um, until next time, everyone. Be timely. Stay organized. And be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.